when the day of Pentecost came, they were all in one place. That's the way Acts 2 describes that day. And uh, it actually was probably very similar to our gathering here today. They were gathered to worship the Lord, to hear from the Lord, as we are gathered in this place today. And their desire is the same as ours. We want the Holy Spirit to rain down upon us and to, to fill us. And so we're going to turn to that passage in Acts 2, if you want to turn there in your Bibles. That video from uh, Dave Stott in the drive through history uh, gives a good history of Pentecost. And, and so I'm not going to go into that a whole lot this morning. If you are more interested in, in things like what you saw on the screen, uh, our life group, my life group, has been going through the Dave Stott videos that are like that. You can learn a whole lot from, uh, he has one on the Gospels, he has one on Acts to Revelation. I have the DVDs if anybody would like to borrow them. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there if you're interested. Uh, they are very educational and you can learn a lot. But there were so many people there in Jerusalem when this outpouring of the Holy Spirit happens. And I think God was just, I think he was very intentional about when and how that happened. It must have stirred up that whole city of Jerusalem. I'm sure it did. I mean, people began to speak other languages. I mean, that alone would have been, wow, what's going on here? Something is happening. But God sends his Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, which will remain in Christians and believers, of course, forever. And, you know, we we heard in some scripture that was just read that Jesus promised us that this was going to happen. The prophet Joel prophesied in the Old Testament that it was going to happen. And um, both of those are a part of this second chapter of Acts. We're not going to read the whole chapter this morning, uh, but I will read the first four verses and then to skip down to where Peter is addressing the crowd and shares what Joel has prophesied before. So beginning in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then skipping down to verses 17 where Peter is addressing the crowd and he shares what the prophet Joel said, which is this, beginning in verse 17. In the last days... God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And verse 21 says, And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, the the sending of the Holy Spirit to live in us 
as Christians is something that is different than any other religion on earth. And it's not only it's not the only way that it's different from other religions, of course, but it's a very important difference because God has poured out his spirit upon us and has empowered us to do things that can only be done through God. Peter mentioned some of those there from the book of Joel, dreams, visions. We talked about that this morning in our Christian ed class. Prophecy, signs and wonders, and the truth, that truth that everyone in the world who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's how it reads in our confession of faith when it speaks about the Holy Spirit. It says this, the Holy Spirit, the eternal Spirit of God who dwelled in Jesus Christ, who empowers the church, who is the source of life, of our life in Christ, and who is poured out on those who believe, is the guarantee of our redemption and of the redemption of creation. Since the resurrection of Jesus was celebrated some weeks ago on Easter, we've been in this time since Easter in which Jesus made himself known to his disciples. He ate breakfast with them on the beach. Uh, He reassured Thomas that it was really him. You know, Jesus had him fill the marks on his hands and the the wound on his side. And when Thomas did that, all, all Thomas could, he was just in awe. All he could say was, my Lord and my God. Last Sunday was Ascension Sunday in which Jesus ascends up into heaven. We heard that passage read last week from from Acts 1. But now, at Pentecost, is when the long-promised Holy Spirit is sent upon the believers. And that is what made the believers alive. It's what caused Christ's church to come alive in those those early days after his crucifixion and resurrection and then ascension into heaven. And so without this outpouring of God's spirit in the beginning, Peter, Paul, and the others would not have been able to do the many things that they did or overcome the many challenges that that they had as they shared the good news. And, you know, this life-changing opportunity was now available to all people. God is now in us and works to accomplish his will here on this earth. I mean, can you try, can you just even try to imagine what it would have been like to be there in that place when this wind of change and these tongues of fire Come down upon them. Or can you imagine how you would have felt if you missed it? You were alive during that time and you you missed it. There's a a term these days called FOMO. Does anybody know what FOMO stands for? I knew everybody would know that. Everybody's heard that before. The fear of missing out. You know, it's, it's that idea 
that uh, people are sometimes fearful that they're going to miss out on something big or something life-changing if they aren't there to be a, a part of it. It seems like we need more of that in the church these days, actually. <laughs> you know, people seem to have FOMO about many things, but what, what about when it comes to church things? Or things that have to do with God or Jesus in our lives. How many times can the church today say what it says here in verse 1? When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. I hope we see that more as an encouragement, actually, to um, for us to um, put Jesus and put our faith first in a world that seems to put everything else first. God is with us. God is for us, and God is in us. But God wants us to be with him and with Jesus and with his church as we live our lives and go through life in this world. We are better together. That was a theme that we had here as a church a few years ago. Better together, just as these believers were better or together on this important day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. To celebrate Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, you know, we often use the phrase, God is with us, around the time of Christmas. When we remember his sacrifice on the cross of Calvary on Good Friday, we celebrate that truth that, that God is for us. You know, he gave up his life for us in order that we might be saved from our, our sins. And then comes Pentecost. The day that we celebrate that God is in us. Do you ever think of it that way? That God is in you? And that God is working through you? You know, we, we often tend to, to focus on negative things in our, in our life and in our world and and we forget to tap into the power of the truth that God is within us. The Holy Spirit is present in believers. And that's something to celebrate and to, to be thankful for. The Holy Spirit, of course, can help us with many things that, that we need help with in this life. Now, I want you to understand, though, we are not God. You know, we cannot do things in our own power like some false religions of our day teach. Many of the New Age religions out there say that, that you have the power within you to do such and such. But it's not from God. You know, and it's not the work of the Holy Spirit within them. Instead of coming from God, it's, it's from them themselves. From within themselves alone. In Philippians 4, Paul says uh, that we can do all things through Christ as believers. Well, the opposite of that is the New Age religion that would say you can do all things 
through yourself. And, you know, so having God in us does not make us God. It allows the spirit of Christ to work in us and through us to accomplish things for his glory. D.L. Moody once said, he said, you might as well try to hear without ears or breathe without lungs as try to live a Christian life without the Spirit of God in your heart. That's a great way, really, to think about how critical and important the Holy Spirit is to us. In John 14, Jesus himself, when he was talking to his disciples and he was telling them about how his Father was going to send the Holy Spirit, he said that the Spirit will act as a counselor, And an advocate for us. He said the spirit will teach you all things. And remind you of everything that Jesus has said. Thank goodness. Because we have short memories right. (laughs) In John 16. We heard earlier. Jesus said the spirit will lead you. Into the truth. And in in this world today. That we live in. That's definitely something. You don't want to miss out on. You know. Because there's a lot of untruth out there. So we need to be led in the truth by the Holy Spirit. And the rest of the New Testament affirms that. It tells us over and over that since the resurrection of Jesus, we are living in a new period of God's presence in our world. We are living in the age of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is now available And poured out on all those who believe in God and follow Jesus Christ. I I like how Jesus refers to the Spirit as as our ultimate counselor. You know, you you think of what a professional counselor does when, when we are going through a difficult time in our lives. They help us to to sort things out. They help us to, to realize things that maybe we're overlooking. They encourage us, they, they direct us, and sometimes they even correct us if our mind or our thoughts are going to places that are not helpful or, or good for us. When it's a human being that's helping us with those things, it can be helpful for us, but you know we still view them as just another human being talking to us, you know. They may have the degree, they may have the experience, and so on. But in the end, they're, they're just human like, like we are. We can't say that about the Spirit of God. The only way we overcome the giant obstacles in life, and in the world, and in our culture, is through the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It takes us to another level. Because we have God helping us to sort things out. We have God showing us maybe what we've been overlooking. We have God directing us. We have God encouraging us and hopefully even correcting us when we fall into wrong thoughts or sin or or disobedience. And along with all of that, we have The power of the Holy Spirit to help us proclaim God's word with boldness. To 
also help us to love our enemies, which Jesus has taught us to do. To help us through times of suffering and yet remain faithful in the trials that we do face. And like Jesus, like Jesus said, to remind us of everything that he has told us and he has said. When we forget, the Spirit nudges us. During a time of devotion, it sometimes happens. During maybe a worship service that you attend or come to. Or it can be other times during your, your, your week as well. And those are also things that we should make sure that we don't miss out on. You know, how easy is it these days to just rush from one thing to another during a week and then get to the end of the week and you realize, wow, I missed my devotions this week. I, I missed reading God's word this week. I forgot to pray. I got so busy, I forgot to pray. Or you didn't take the opportunity to come and to worship with your other believers to worship Jesus together. If that happens, I think we need to ask ourselves, you know, what is taking the place of those important things in your life? Do you think about what you might miss, be missing out on when it comes to God and your faith in Jesus? God's spirit in us. That is the celebration of Pentecost Sunday. And it's something that we can rely on each and every day of our lives. And, you know, God can help us to produce these fruits of the Spirit that are on the screen that need to be active in our daily lives. I don't know about you, but I sure need help in cultivating a lot of these things uh, in my life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I guarantee you that you will be challenged with one of those things this week. <laughs> it's almost a guarantee. And I will be too. And that's why it is so important for Christians to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to continue to ask God to fill us up and keep filling us up because we need it. One time I heard a, an illustration given by a pastor who had a large bottle, clear uh, water bottle. And it was only half full like this when it had the top on. And um, so he, he asked the people, he said, how can I get the air out of the rest of that bottle? And one of the men spoke up and he said, uh, just suck it out with a pump. And the pastor said, well, that's the problem is that's going to just collapse the whole bottle. You know, it'll, it'll, it won't stay together or whatever because of the vacuum. After a couple other suggestions, the pastor then picked up another bottle of water and he did this. He filled, you guys just thought I was thirsty this morning when I brought all this water up here, didn't you? A long sermon, there you go. I need a swig of water anyway. But he filled it up with the other bottle all the way to the top. Then he put the lid back on. 
he said, there, all the air is removed. It's filled with water. And then he went, he went on to explain that victory in the Christian life is not accomplished by sucking out all the sin that's in there. But it is by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because that accomplishes it all. And, you know, if we are filled in that way, I guarantee you we're going to know about the sin that is in our lives that needs to be repented of. If we are full of the Holy Spirit. Not only that, we'll also be filled with the Holy Spirit and all these other uh, ways that we've been talking about. I mean, I think the greatest thing that the Holy Spirit brings to us is, is to change us when we need to be changed. To guide us and to encourage us and to support us when those things happen in our lives and, and we need that. And then, of course, when the Holy Spirit helps us to make those changes, the Holy Spirit also helps us to follow through with those changes and those things. The Holy Spirit also does this, empowers us to carry out God's ministry and Christ's example in this world. That's always been the case, and that continues to be the case today in our world. J.B. Phillips once said, Every time we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, we mean that we believe that there is a living God, able and willing to enter human personality and change it. The first disciples were, were so confident of that truth that no person to them was beyond the transformation that God could bring through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we need to have that confidence today as well. Because it's that confidence that that change, that transformation that led to the church of Jesus Christ coming alive in the book of Acts and thriving to a point that there are now over 2 billion Christians in the world today. And to think that it started right here on this first Pentecost Sunday is just just amazing to think about. But it's also a reminder that we still have a message to get out. There are still many who need to know about the salvation that Jesus offers to them and what the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit can help them. They need to know the story about the truth of Jesus. But first, we need to know it. And we need to believe it in our lives. And then we, of course, need to share that with others. And so the good news today is this. God is with us. Yes, he came to be with us through a humble manger in Bethlehem. God is for us. We hope, I hopefully know that. He loves us conditionally. He died on the cross of Calvary outside of Jerusalem to say that he was for us and he wants to save us. And God is in us. Just like Jesus said, his father sent the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to confirm that his spirit will be in us and provide for us during our life here in the world. And for that, we are so grateful. That is what we celebrate today on this Pentecost Sunday. And I'm going to end this morning by sharing the last paragraph of 
what our confession of faith says about the Holy Spirit. It's actually the third article of our confession, and it proclaims many other things that that I spoke about today and shared. Uh, Some of this actual confession I shared earlier, but here, here is how it ends. It says this, the Holy Spirit enables our life in Christian community, comforts us in suffering, is present with us in time of persecution, intercedes for us in our weakness, guarantees the redemption of our bodies, and assures the future redemption of creation. Yes, God will redeem us. God will redeem all of creation in his time. But in the meantime, let's make time in our life for the Lord. Let's be sure that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, God in us. And let's not go about life and miss out on what God is doing in this world, in this church, and most importantly, in your life. Amen? Let's be, let's be FOMO. <laughs> let's be FOMO about church, about God, and, and those things in our life, all right? Let's stand together and let's uh, go to the Lord as we close this morning in prayer. <clears throat> our Father in heaven, may your name be praised today. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. We worship you today, Lord, with reverence, and we are in awe because of who you are. We are blessed that you call us your people, that you have saved us and redeemed us in Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to love you and worship Jesus with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. And help us to fear about what might happen if we miss out on that. Help us to live with your Holy Spirit as our guide and our counselor and our help in this life. And may the power of the Holy Spirit come alive within us. Give us your wisdom, Lord, and help us to love other people unconditionally in the way that you love us. Empower us today on this Pentecost celebrating Sunday to go out of here filled with your Holy Spirit to share all of these things with the world out there that so desperately needs it. And help us to do that with love and compassion for others and understanding. Bless each one here today, Lord, each one watching online. We just pray uh, your blessing as, as we go out there this week. Give us those fruits from your spirit to help us. But Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit to help us share the good news with others. It is in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that we ask all of these things. And all God's people said, amen. Have a great week, everyone. God bless.